Hey everybody, we're back for the sports bookmaking podcast bookends here at Sunset Station. It's Jason. This is our mascot teaser. I'm Chucky. Before we jump into uh, this week's pro football games, Jay, it's kind of bowl season. You know, I think uh, there's not a lot of college football going on right now, but we do have all the bowl games up, and it's highlighted by the two uh, college football playoff games. And, you know, one of them features Cincinnati, the first uh, non-Power 5 school ever uh, to be in the uh, uh, in the playoffs. So I think they're kind of two intriguing matchups with Georgia-Michigan and, and Bama and Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the debate on who should have gotten the playoff and who shouldn't have gotten the playoff, and I think the committee, by what they did for the last several weeks, you could see it kind of leading up that uh, if the games played out the way they did uh, that past Saturday, that Cincinnati was going to find their way in. Um, the big question mark would have been... Um, if Oklahoma State would have been able to beat right. Baylor, would Oklahoma State have been able to leapfrog Cincinnati and find themselves in the playoff? But um, I like where we're at, and, and like you said, Cincinnati, a two-touchdown dog against Alabama, um, which is strange to see as we get into a playoff that we have that big of a point spread. And um, money, the early money has been on Alabama. We've even seen it creep up to some places have uh, Alabama as much as a 14-point favorite. Right. Um, and we opened um, Georgia a seven-point favorite over Michigan. That line's creeped up to seven and a half. There's even some higher numbers. There's higher out um, there, right? Than that out there, and um, that spells out to be a great game. And um, I think one of the you know somewhat shockers uh, last Saturday, and a lot of people um, lost their money was on the Alabama outright win over Georgia. Um, most of our money was on Georgia in that game, um, and this sets up to where um, if those two teams right. take care of business, the two favorites in the game, that we'll get to see uh, the SEC championship game all over again. And um, we'll see if we can, we'll have a different outcome. But uh, again, to have Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide as an underdog uh, that hadn't happened for ninety two games, ninety two games, like two thousand and sixteen. I was going to touch on that. I mean, and it was bet like they they didn't even care about that. Um, they were betting Georgia pretty well in that game. I mean, we needed Alabama in that game, and uh, it just goes to show you the strength of, of Nick well, Saban. Well, the way, the way Alabama looked against Auburn the week before um, didn't, the give, lost you a, yeah, didn't right. give you a lot of confidence that they were going to be able to go and do what they did against Georgia. Um, and, and now they lose their big receiver, uh, Mechie. We'll see if uh, he's able to make it back. I don't think that that's going to happen for them. So um, we'll see what happens in this game. But it's, it's a great lead-up, and like you said, uh, bowl season's here. We do have the one Saturday game, um, Army-Navy, so we're not completely the absent of football on the board this Saturday, but we kind of turn to college basketball as we go into this weekend. A lot of great college basketball on the board, several top 25 matchups going on this weekend. Um, I know UCLA plays Marquette, um, uh, Illinois uh, plays Arizona this week. Um, So again, look for that. Look at that college basketball schedule. There's some good games there. When you look at a traditional college football, you know, Saturday, you're talking about what, you know, 50 or, or 60 games on the board and you think about college hoops. It's about three times that. So there is a lot of games on the board for you guys uh, to look at and target. And we know this time of year, everybody's so busy. It's a great time to have STN Sports, have it on your on your mobile device. It really does bring the sports book to you. We know everyone's going to be hanging Christmas lights and honey to-do lists and out shopping. So get STN Sports. Still got up to that $100 bonus going on. And if you uh, put in 50 or more, get one of those cool STN Sports caps. Um, we're going to talk about football now. Let's jump into this week. Baltimore and Cleveland. These two teams played a few weeks ago. Very low-scoring game. Baltimore wins that game. Game 16-10. Um, both these teams have played a lot of unders as late of late, but 65% of the wagers are on the the dog in this game, and that's Baltimore right now against Cleveland. Yeah, and Baltimore was able to pull out the 16 to 10 just two weeks ago in a game I believe <clears throat> Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions in. I, I remember we were at halftime just watching the uh, the him first half was ugly, right? Mayfield fumble, Lamar throws an interception. So um, not often does an NFL team 
um, turn the ball over four times and find themselves still on the winning side of things. So um, the Ravens, uh, you know, this is a, a spot for them. But Cleveland at home, if they can get Chubb going, um, he's a guy that can present any problem for any defense. Yep, I think it's a big game for both these two teams right now. You know, as strange as it sounds, Cleveland's in last place. Um, in the AFC North right now because Pittsburgh's actually ahead of them uh, with a 6-5-1 and one record. So it's a Cleveland team that early in the year I thought you know could win that division, could win a playoff game. They won a playoff game last year against Pittsburgh, but they find themselves on the outside kind of looking in right now. We'll see if they, they have to get the ball to Landry. He had a really good game against them, against the Ravens the last time out. I think he had 10 receptions and over 100 yards. So um, if Chubb's able to get going and they can find Landry on the back end, they've got a chance to stay yep. in this game. And Lamar Jackson's really been uh, hit and miss. He starts games really slow. He finishes um, strong. Yeah, and, right. and, and late in the game is when uh, they come down and, and make plays. Um, so expect this to be one of those uh, hopefully coming down to the end and see who can finally make a play. Here's a game too in, in the NFC, which I think it's one of the more interesting games of the week. In the N- NFC East, it's the Cowboys at Washington. Um, Washington football team has the longest winning streak in the NFC, which is hard to believe. They're playing so good right now. They win ugly. Cowboys are over a field goal favor in that game. Um, Cowboys haven't been great of late. They've done kind of what they've had to. We've looked at that division all year and said, oh, it's going to be a Cowboys division. Easy win. But slowly, Washington has kind of made some noise. And it's Tyler Henneke. It's Antonio Gibson. It's McLaren. It's a, a defense that has a couple of their studs out. Um, but they find ways to win, and they're getting points at home. Um, don't forget, this is a team that beat Tampa in Washington a few weeks ago. So we'll see if Dallas and that high-powered offense can get it going in Washington. Uh, only 54% of the tickets are on Dallas. So Washington is getting a lot of backing from the yeah, Bears as well. And, and it's gone down. Uh, Cowboys absolutely, absolutely are, actually opened a five-point right. favorite, and, and it's come down to a four-point favorite. So there was some money on Washington um, to go there. The, the, the Washington football team kind of reminds me of the moniker, if you remember, the the old 80s Chicago White Sox uh, it was winning ugly, ugly right yeah. that that is that is this Washington football team they they win ugly they don't put a lot of points up they go they, for it on fourth all the time they grind out the, they grind they don't let the other offense get on the field every every series they grind out that play clock they run the ball a lot you talked about yeah the the short down yardage, Ron right. Rivera goes for it a lot on fourth down to keep drives going. Uh, they play a lot of unders. Um, Dallas is just, they, they've had to kind of get right. They've had to get players back on the field, uh, get their offense back right. on the field. So finally, I think they're going to have uh, Cooper, Lamb, Gallup all ready to go, Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. It's been uh, very rare to have all those pieces of the puzzle uh, playing in a single game. Didn't play a particularly good game against the Saints Um Last week, uh, Taysom Hill Don't was able have to, to run on right, him. Yeah. And again, Taysom Hill kind of threw four interceptions to let the Cowboys stay in that game. So um, this becomes a key divisional battle. And again, from a playoff standpoint, you know, the Cowboys are sitting on top of the East, but this is, a, again, a huge game for Washington um, to find themselves battling for that wild card spot. Yeah, very true. Uh, here's a game, you know, that's going to feature the team in our backyard, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Raiders are really struggling right now. Um, they're playing at Kansas City. Uh, they got beat on primetime a few weeks ago, 41-14. Betters are back in Kansas City. 62% of the tickets are on Kansas City. Um, they have the second longest winning streak in the AFC. We're not talking about the other team because they're on a bye this week, and that's the Patriots, who are red hot right now. But this Chiefs team is getting right, especially on defense. Only one touchdown they've given up in their last four games. Offense still struggles a little bit, but I think they'll get on track. Betters are really back in the Chiefs again right now, and 62% of the tickets are are against our Las Vegas Raiders. Well, they settled. The Chiefs settled for a lot of field goals this past week, um, and against the Raiders, uh, you know, playing here in Las Vegas, 
Um, they didn't have to settle for a lot of field goals. The Raiders were unable to stop Travis Kelsey, who they have really struggled to stop in the history of the of the Chiefs uh, Raiders matchups over the last five years. Travis Kelsey's uh, it's probably his favorite team to play against. Right. And um, Tariq Hill had a, had a big game there as well. So um, if they've got to find a way, this linebacking core has got to find a way to control Kelsey. And the Chiefs are also getting done with the the running game. They're adding Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, him out of the backfield uh, as well. So um, this is going to be a game where the the offense is going to have to come to the play because the Chiefs are going to be able to score on the Raiders. Derek Carr's got to find a way, and with no Waller, um, they've, they've really struggled to kind of put the points up. So Deshaun Jackson or, or somebody's going to have to make some really big plays. Hunter Renfro right. can't be the guy that you have right. to go to all the time. They've got to find some other piece of that offense. Raiders were really match. competitive with them last year. I mean, they split with them last year. Easily could have won both games last year, but got beat up in the first game this year. So it's a huge game to the Raiders right now to kind of get back into can't, that playoff. Can't have race. that slow start that they've continued to have week after you know, week after week. It's it's a, a microcosm of what happened last year. They got off to that really good start early in the season, then tailed off. Same thing this year. And last year they couldn't win at home. This year they're they're below 500 at home as well. They're 3 and 4. They've lost home home games to Chicago and to Washington. Both were kind of winnable games. If they win those two games, they're sitting at 8 and 4 right now instead of 6 and 6. So, um, they've kind of let some games at home get away from them. Uh Seattle and Houston. Uh, Seattle got the big win last week against San Francisco, although Pete Carroll almost gave it away. Uh, that's another story. Uh, but 80%, uh, the highest percentage of tickets um, on any game this week are on the Seahawks against the Texans. They're over a touchdown favorite. Seahawks are only have only four wins, but if you look at their schedule down the stretch, it's a, it's a relatively easy schedule. They could still make a run and even at four wins right now, find themselves maybe in a, in a spot for that last wild card spot. Yeah, and I, I don't think this is as much of... I like the Seahawks, and I'm playing that 80% that you talk about. It's, <laughs> As I it's, fade the it's, Texans. It's more that, that the Texans are just uh, – they're going to turn back to Davis Mills, at quarterback this, this week with uh, Tyrod Taylor playing, um, you know, poor. Uh, I, mean, I guess it's a whole team game, and it's not just on him. He has, doesn't have the time to throw the football. But to watch the Colts just run through them and, and fail to score last week, uh, this is kind of a uh, – you talk about – fading teams or fading uh, uh, picks. Um, this is just a, you know, Houston Texans are an easy bet against, and um, Seattle gets the big win over San Francisco, so you gain a little bit more confidence um, that they're going to be able to score, and, and uh, Russell Wilson's going to be able to find uh, Metcalf or, or Lockett to uh, open this game up. You just don't know with, with Seattle. I mean, there's so many rumblings out there that Wilson would be interested in a trade, um, you know, to Denver, to the Giants or the Saints. I mean, this season isn't even over yet, and they're already kind of talking about that. It's kind of been a lost season for Seattle with all that trade talk in the offseason and then his injury. Um, Jags-Titans, a Titans team that just has had a ton of injuries. It looks like they're going to get Julio Jones back this week. 79% of the tickets are on the Titans. And I think similar to what we just talked about, it's it's to fade the Jags. I mean, you know the Titans are kind of beat up right now. They're not playing their best ball as they were earlier in the season. But it's hard to put money on the Jags when a team struggles so bad. Yeah, the Titans are also looking to potentially get uh, Jeremy McNichols back. Obviously, right. we know that they lost Derrick Henry. Foreman's been good. Uh, they picked up Adrian Peterson for a, a little bit there. and, and released the Seahawks now. Got picked up by the Seahawks. But uh, Titans getting a couple of their guys back. And like you said, this is a... Uh, you know, bet against Jacksonville because they just been unable to produce on the offensive side of the football. Yep. So we kind of looked at the first half of the games. We're going to come back in our next segment, guys, and and jump on the next set of games, including the primetime games here on Bookends. Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me. 
We're back on bookends now. We're going to dive into the the second half of the pro football schedule. Uh, Saints Jets. Uh, Saints are almost a seven point favorite in this game. Sixty um, percent of the tickets are on the Saints. The big boost for them is Alvin Kamara looks to be back. He's been gone for the the last four games. That offense has really struggled after Jameis Winston got hurt and Michael Thomas hasn't played all year. And you lose Kamara, just the heart and soul of that offense was gone, really struggled. We know they have a good defense, but offensively, I think that's a huge boost to get Kamara back. And it's 60% of the tickets are on the Saints, almost a touchdown favorite, which kind of leads into an interesting uh, kind of tidbit this well, week. Well, again, teaser always is yelling at us yeah. about when it's a teaser week. and Barking at us. Um, this is, Barking uh, at us. This is another <laughs> another week that we look at the schedule, and you've got about half the schedule where you've got teams that are a, a touchdown or close right. to a touchdown up to a, up to 10-point favorites. So it becomes a, a big teaser week, and the sportsbooks, sportsbooks will be looking for one of these 7-point, 9-point underdogs to be pulling an outright upset to be able to have a decent day. Otherwise, if these if all these teams win on the money line and cover their teasers, um, it poses for a, a bad week uh, going in. And this is probably going to be one of the key games when we look at the teaser, as you said, uh, just short of a, of a touchdown. Uh, going to be a lot of teasers taking the Saints down to a to a pick em or plus one point, somewhere in that range. Um, so the sports books, the, this is going to be one of their big big needs of the week um, is the New York Jets, as as almost always. Oh, right. is the Jets are the Jets, big, the, the Texans, Jets. the Jets. Jags, the Jags are, are a big about, need of the right. week. But we saw a little bit of the development um, or, or non-development of Taysom Hill last week, obviously from a standpoint of running the football. And when he's able to get the run game going, um, he poses a lot of problems for defense. And I know last week he hurt his finger in the middle of the game, and that kind of led to some of the Aaron throws. But he had really um, four bad interceptions against that Cowboys right. team last week that essentially cost them the game. And so getting Kamara back, um, you saw last week what the Eagles were able to do to the Jets, uh, kind of just run run through them um, with Gainwell and, and a Sanders. And screens and things like yeah. that, which so really it, it, is Kamara's it, game. It bold well the Saints to kind of do exactly what the Eagles did to them and um, the Saints defense is, is a little bit better than what that Eagles defense did. So um, this is one of these games where you know we're we're looking for uh, maybe Hill to have a couple more of those bad uh, picks, and, or, or maybe Kamara is right. a little bit rusty and, and can put the ball in the ground or something like that. But they probably, uh, big need is the Jets. They probably won't have Ingram. He's in uh, COVID protocol, so it's probably going to be a lot of Kamara in that game um, if he's healthy to go the, the full game. Um, Atlanta and Carolina. Um, Carolina comes off their bye. Um, they fired offensive coordinator Joe Brady during their bye week. You know he was. LSU's offensive coordinator when they had that great run with with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and, and Jefferson. Um, you know they want to run the ball more, according to Matt Rule. Fifty four percent of the tickets are on Atlanta. Both these two offenses have really struggled. And you look at these two teams, they've gone under um, exclusively the last five weeks, both of them. They both struggle putting points on the board. And uh, Carolina comes out of their bye. It wasn't that long ago that we were looking at them. Don't forget they were 3-0. and That We thought early in the season they would be in that wild card hunt. Um, but I think both these teams need to get a win pretty bad. Yeah, again, missing pieces of the puzzle for both these teams. You know, Atlanta without Ridley, Ridley. and, and the, what they're facing there, the development of Pitts. Um, Matt Ryan ha- hasn't been particularly good. Um, obviously, uh, Patterson's had a great season for them. Been phenomenal. Um, been absolutely fantastic. And he saved that team. Carolina uh, struggled in a stretch of, on defense there. Uh, Robbie Anderson's all but disappeared from that offense. Obviously, no McCaffrey, so you're depending on uh, Chubba Hubbard, and um, we'd have a little bit of a quarterback mess going on in Carolina right, right. now uh, with what's going on there. So um, they, they've got to find DJ Moore this week. That's the, the player that I think they're looking to uh, get the ball to. But like you said, they, they've emphasized and want to run the football. I just don't know that they have the tools and the linemen to be able to run the ball consistently. We'll see on that game. Uh, Denver and Detroit. Uh, Detroit comes off their first win 
Um, you know, last play of the game, they beat Minnesota. Sixty uh, percent of the tickets are on Denver in this game. Both teams, the last five games, have gone under. Not a lot of scoring for both these two teams. Detroit on the road, we've started to see this number tick up. It opened up a little over a touchdown. It's starting to get closer uh, to double digits. Not quite there yet. Um, big game for Denver to kind of maybe keep that wild card, um, you know, dream alive a little bit. But betters are backing him a little bit right now. Yeah, and this is one of those, you know, a team that's got no shot at a playoff versus a team that's got a shot at a playoff uh, and and that dome, dome team, team traveling outside dome team right. uh, um, happens to be the team that's got the the playoff shot right. going for them. Denver did play a good uh, a pretty good game in Kansas City last week. We're able to um, you know hold the Chiefs to a lot of field goals. So that defense did the job that they were supposed to do. Just on the offensive side of the football, they weren't able to get it done. Uh, uh, Williams has been absolutely fantastic from a running standpoint uh, for them. It's just got, they've got to find something in this passing game, whether it's from Judy or Sutton or Fant. Uh, Bridgewater's got to be able to get the balls to these guys. And normally, Detroit is an absolutely fantastic uh, team to get you healthy and make you feel better about yourself. Um, and obviously, Detroit traveling on the on the road going to Denver. This is a spot where uh, you know Denver may be able to find some offense and get get feel good about what they're doing. And yeah, they need a win here again to kind of stay in that wild card mix. Uh, Giants, Chargers. Um, Chargers had a big win last week uh, against Cincinnati. They're still really in that playoff hunt. 77% of the tickets um, are on the Chargers. There's a chance they'll have no Mike Williams, no Keenan Allen. Um, Eckler's a little bit banged up. But they're not going against the Giants' first or second quarterback. They're going against their third-string quarterback. Well, somebody they, they had they just picked up. Picked up. Right. Yeah. I think he came off the Buffalo practice right. squad. Right. Uh, so we're going to see Fromm. And, yeah, this yep. game this game's a mess. Um, it's it's in a circle. Um, you know, uh, one of the games that we're not taking full limits on just because of how uh, what a disaster this Giants team has kind of turned into on an offensive side of the football. And, like you talked about, the Chargers with a lot of question marks. But Chargers coming off an absolutely huge win um, on the road at Cincinnati last week. So they had had a couple hiccups, right. a couple bad losses in there. Um, but to go into Cincinnati and really jump out to a 24-4-0 lead, kind of blow it, and then get the key turnover to kind of open the game back up. Um, this Charger team's got to be kind of um, sky high, getting themselves back in this playoff picture. Um, and this becomes a, a big spot for them and against a team that, again, might not have much to offer on the offensive side um, of the football. The, ne- the next two games, Jay, really are kind of interesting before we get into the primetime games. Kind of like we talked about with Pitt and Minnesota, you've got San Francisco and Cincinnati, two teams that are a little bit of that Jekyll and Hyde, both kind of on the outside. Cincinnati's in it right now, but but they both need to keep winning. Um, and the betters are kind of torn, too. 51% of the tickets are on Cincinnati, so almost a 50-50 split. Uh, San Francisco did not play good last week uh, against Seattle. Cincinnati didn't play good against the Chargers. Um, Frisco's been a better team on the road than they have at home this year, but I think this is a big game for both these teams to, to kind of get back into that wild card hunt. Yeah, and again, from a San Francisco 49er standpoint, um, we don't know who's going to be available in their backfield. We've got... Like a uh, massive question mark. Right. Yeah, b- between uh, Wilson and Mitchell and um, all of their running backs seem right. to be seem to be banged up. So this could be a. We finally saw uh, George Kittle make an appearance this Two season. Two touchdowns last with week. The, yep. With the huge game at Seattle. Uh, Brandon Ayuk has found his way back into this offense and a big piece of the offense. Um, Debo Samuel, who had been their kind of uh, jack of That's all trades. without him. Out of, the, right. out of the running game and the passing game. He missed the game um, at Seattle. Uh, there's a possibility that he might be back for this week, and that would be a big development for them. And, and Cincinnati, again, they've, they've done it. They found their way back into the, that game with the Chargers. Uh, Mixon has been absolutely fantastic on the running side. 
Um, Higgins, the last two games, has been really, really good. Um, they just had some bad turnovers and some special teams. So this is, uh, you know, this is one of those ones we circle up because this is really one of the better games of the week. Absolutely, where you have two right. teams that um, are are playoff type teams battling it out and who need to win. Right. Yeah, Cincinnati will get to see what Pittsburgh does, and then they've obviously they've got the Browns playing the Ravens. So within their division, there's going to be a couple potential losses there. But uh, this becomes a massive game on both these teams. I think schedule. it's interesting too. The the ticket count is kind of split, but it's a Cincinnati team that opened up one, and it's flipped to San Francisco, the favorite now. Uh, maybe a product of Joe Burrow, who does have the finger injury as well, uh, didn't practice that much all week. Uh, they're a little bit banged up at, at wide receiver, but betters have kind of, although again, 50-50 ticket count, have kind of started to favor San Francisco a little bit. Um, now for me, the marquee game on Sunday of the week, it's Buffalo against Tampa. Uh, betters are really backing Tampa early on in this game, uh, 68% on the Bucks. Shame on Buffalo for losing that game at home against the Patriots. Mac Jones only had to throw three times. I mean, you knew they were going to run the ball, and you still couldn't stop them. They couldn't stop Taylor two weeks ago. Um, I'm worried about Buffalo now. I mean, they're a team that, you know, they play Tampa here. Um, in two weeks, they play at New England. They could find themselves on the outside looking in. And several weeks ago, when we looked at AFC versus NFC Super Bowl, it was based on Buffalo being the team in the AFC. Tampa's Tampa. They're, you know, undefeated at home. I think it's a tough spot for Buffalo to go into after that big loss against the Patriots on Monday night. And Tampa's a little over a field goal favorite here. Well, they have to, they have to thaw out Buffalo they after, do, but... after what we saw on Monday. And don't ask the, the, the secondary guys for Buffalo no. on why they can't stop the run. And, and this isn't something new. Uh, what, what New England was able to do against them is exactly what, what the Jonathan Colts, Taylor did um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, they, right. they, they can't stop the run. And, and not that Tampa they wants... They can't run either. And I think yeah. that's what really hurts Buffalo. Not that Tampa wants to run the football, but can't, Tampa is fully capable of having that Leonard Fournette big game and bringing in Jones to to have them run the football. So if Buffalo struggles to stop the run again this week, you can bet that Tom Brady is going to continue to call that running game and, and just run the ball down their throats. And yeah, it's not been the Josh Allen that we've seen. Now again, the, the weather conditions played a part in, in what they were able to do passing-wise. But you can see even in, in when they were right. going against that wind, they were able to throw the football on it. You just wonder when they had the wind at their backs, why they weren't so even more aggressive right. in getting that passing game going, um, and, and the weapons that they have there with Diggs and Standers. I mean, they've got the tools, and, and you brought it up. Just the lack of running game and Singletary Easily, and Moss yep. and Brieda, and Brieda's got a, got a couple good passes out of the backfield, but they haven't been able to generate that run game, which lets that defense kind of rush Josh Allen and leaves Allen kind of in a, in a scramble mode. So um, I think that again, you talk about Buffalo really struggling. They still have the pieces of the puzzle. Absolutely, to drop back and Tampa's secondary. You know, the the Tampa best part of that defense is they stop the run game. Well, Buffalo doesn't really want to run the football. They Buffalo can't wants run to, it. Right. wants to throw the football. So this is kind of matching up the, what, right. what teams do best versus what they do worst. And, and obviously it's a, it's a much-needed game for Buffalo um, sitting where they're at now. They've got to find – they've got two easy games, I believe, at the end of the year. I think they play – Atlanta and the Jets, their last two games of the season, but they've got a really, really yeah. tough road that they lose this one, they're going to find themselves out of that playoff picture trying to find their way back in. And, and still having to play at New England before the season's over. I think it's interesting because if they do decide, hey, we're going to try to stop the run, you put seven or eight guys in the box, Brady's going to be looking at there and with Gronk and with Godwin and, and Evans and say, I can pick you apart over the top too. So it's a Buffalo team that really has to get well on defense pretty quick. Um, Primetime games. I own you. Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. I mean, if the Bears have any pride, do you step up and and play in this game? I mean, when a guy says that to your crowd in your stadium, 
but 75% of the tickets are on the Green Bay Packers here. It is going to be Justin Fields for the Bears, but it's just a different Bear team now with, with no Mack and, and no Robinson. I mean, you've kind of lost the, the heart and soul of that team on both sides of the ball, um, not knowing what's going to happen with Nagy when the season's over right now. Packers are still on that hunt for the number one seed in the NFC. We're going to be huge Bear fans come Sunday night on our side of the counter. Yeah, and the Packers were able to come off their bye week, and so um, any issues that um, Rodgers might have had with his foot, maybe they've healed up a little bit. Um, Aaron Jones kind of has been looking to get healthy, so uh, if there's any time the Packers are, are getting healthy, and um, if you watch the Bears game and watch what they did against the Cardinals last week, I think... Wait a minute, what they didn't do that, against the Cardinals Murray, last week? Murray, I think, had to complete 11 passes on the day, <sighs> um, so they didn't really... They were able to just... You know, run the football on the Bears and the bad turnovers, get the ball in in uh, good field position. So the Bears have just been a mess. And they, maybe the weather will be as bad played, as it was. You know, in they Buffalo. played the Packers tight for three quarters. They did, and, and then and then kind of fell apart. And so you know, this is a stand up and pride type of game. But Green Bay's got you know bigger uh, goals in mind, and yep. this is just another team in in the way. And that's why you sit such a big big point spread here almost uh, almost up to two touchdowns uh, for Sunday night football and this probably would have been flexed off of Sunday night football if it wasn't for the just n- natural awesome rivalry of right. Bears Packers yeah. um, but to see this this big spread and like I said Aaron Rodgers is uh, and that team seem to be on a mission to find themselves way back I, to the top of that NFC when you look at the NFC I, I know that you know Arizona sits on top of it right now but I think you can make a serious case that um, that both Tampa and the Packers are the two teams that everybody kind of thinks right now are one of those two teams are going to be playing in, in L.A. in February. Um, the other primetime game, it's the Rams against the Cardinals. Uh, as we touched on, Cardinals do sit in that number one spot right now, um, 7-0 and on the road. Um, all road wins by 10 points or more. They're at home here. They've already beaten the Rams once by 10 points or more. Um, I think if the Cards win here, it solidifies them as the top team in the NFC. If the Rams win, they make it interesting, not only in the whole NFC, but in the NFC West as well. Um, but action's been on the Cards, or on the Rams. 58% of the tickets are on the Cards, but the numbers actually drop from 3 to 2.5. Yeah, and again, the Rams... Didn't look very good for several weeks and then kind of got that get-right game by having Jacksonville come and visit them. And so they were able to um, get Sony Michelle running with Daryl Henderson right. missing the game. Um, Stafford was able to find Cooper Cup. He was able to get Odell Beckham involved. Um, so they're finding pieces of the puzzle. But Matt Stafford hasn't been the Matt Stafford that he was in those first couple games of the season. Um, he's, he's missed some throws. He's had some Aaron, throw, Aaron throws. Um, one of my big question marks is on, on Arizona. Obviously, we saw them beat um, the Bears last week. Kyler Murray's first game back after I think he missed four or five games in there. Hopkins hasn't been a, a big part of that offense, so they're starting to get their pieces of the puzzle back in there as well. Connor's been great, though. Yeah, yeah. And, but this is, again, McVay, this is one of the teams McVay has absolutely owned. The Rams, right. you go back, I think I think it's like 8-1 and one in their last starts. I th- he, and the one up was until this the year. Lost, yeah, right. Up until they right. lost this year, yep. um, he was undefeated against the Cardinals, so he's always kind of had that way to find a way to beat the Cardinals, and this will be a tough, tough trip down to Arizona on Monday night, but you talk about the, the battle in the NFC see um, this is going to be a huge monster yeah. game on Monday night Don't to determine think, playoff positions. I, I mean, again, for me, I look at the Cardinals, and I know they're so good, but I still have, you know, the Cowboys, maybe the Rams, the Bucks, and the Packers kind of ahead of them a little bit. Um, but if they win this game, I think it really solidifies them as the top team in the NFC, and if they lose it, it really opens up the door 
for a lot to happen. Packers already beaten them once. I think it opens up the door for Green Bay to be the number one seed, which you, I hate to say. You talk about electric quarterbacks, and Kyler Murray just fits that mold. Is is he can do everything, and he can bail you out of out of situations, and he makes bad plays, good plays, and um, with the development of James Conner right. there, and and they're going to get Edmonds. Looks like he's going to come off the IR to get back this week. So Arizona's getting healthy again with getting the players back on the field. Um, you know they've just been getting it done week yep. after week after week, and um, this is another. Like you said, this game has got some intrigue to it. Oh, it absolutely uh, just does. Because it's going to be fun to watch. The yeah. split and, and the McVay matchup and, and, again, where we're headed from battling for the NFC playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. So we've kind of broken down all the games for uh, for Sunday right now. Uh, we're going to come back for our last segment, which is one of my, Jay and my favorite segments. That's the, the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to betting. So we'll be right back on Bookends, guys. Locals, here's how easy it is to start betting on games with the STN Sports app. They have sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so no matter where you are, you're less than five minutes away from getting started. They have convenient withdrawal and deposit options, so you can access your money at any time, even from the comfort of home. And once you're in, you're in. You can bet on all major sports, even as the action is happening, with a huge in-play wagering menu. So download the STN Sports app today and get started betting with a local favorite for over 40 years. Hey, everybody. We're back again for the Sports uh, Betting Podcast bookends. This is our final segment. And before we kind of jump into the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, let's talk about UFC. UFC 269, highlighted by uh, Poirier and Oliveira this weekend. Uh, Great undercard as well. A lot of different wagering options on the board and STN Sports. Yeah, we've got a ton of props up on the the Poirier fight. Um, You've also got Nunez um, fighting on this card against Pena, uh, France against Garbrandt. So there's a lot of decent decent fights on the board. And like we said, we've exploded this prop menu. So you not, not only have like the knockout rounds, You've got submissions, decisions, over-under round wagering. Um, so a lot of stuff to bet on, on on the UFC this weekend. Right. UFC's been great. And then VGK's back. I mean, you look at the Knights right now. Three straight wins. Betters are backing them again. We're on the edge of our seat every night, hoping they don't get that empty net goal to cover the puck line. But they've won three straight. They've got a couple of home games coming up and then a, a rough road stretch um, that's right on the horizon. Yeah. Again, um, we've talked about their early struggles with missing a lot of pieces of the puzzle. And now they're getting all the guys back. And you see what... Um, um, getting Stone and Patch ready on the ice together, uh, coming to this team with a, a monster win over Calgary um, the other night as their top of the division, and then a big win over Dallas where they got down, had to pull Leonard out of net, um, and then found their way back in we're, the game. So I think they were down three one and then four yeah. two. Really an exciting finish in that game. So, so. A, a big big uh, comeback for them, and um, they'll host the uh, the Flyers on Friday night, who's a team that's lost uh, ten straight games and, and fired their coach, and um, then they get uh, kind of a, a tough battle so uh, hopefully it's a good win for them against the Flyers and then they'll host uh, Minnesota Wild who are the number one team in the Western Conference right now and then they go on a, an East Coast road trip where they'll play Boston um, in Boston the the Devils the Islanders and the Rangers so get to uh, have some uh, New York time in, uh, yeah. in in late December here or mid-December um, but that should be a tough trip um, but um, they're finding their way back they're getting healthy that's and, the key right I was going to uh, touch on that as know, well yeah. the, the guys that were you know the the kind of role players that kind of had to step up during this time um, and fill kind of bigger time on the ice and you know, now they go back to their roles, but they've got that confidence to go on. leads to leads to good things, and that's what we've kind of seen over the last couple of days. Right, they're in fourth place in their division, but slowly making their way up. And you know, Jack Eichel skating right now, so you know you might be looking at another couple of months before he's on the ice to really help that team as well. All right, now our favorite segment: the good, the bad, and the ugly. We can always hear that music that John uh, keys up in the background, a little Clint Eastwood music. Um, the good, it's bowl season. 
And uh, let's go bowling. I mean, there's 44 bowl games. Uh, we touched on the um, the two playoff games that I think are phenomenal. But there's a lot of good games. And there's days where you've got games starting early in the day until late in the evening. Uh, again, great time to have STN Sports. But uh, I love bowl season. Yeah, so we're, we're going to be kind of absence of the bowls as we head into this weekend. And that uh, Friday, December 17th is the start of the bowl games. And those bowl games will run essentially every every day till um, the 31st and the 1st. Um, then we'll skip to the 4th and then we'll get the championship on the 10th. But uh, a lot of daytime football, uh, football being played all over the country. Um, some really good matchups. Obviously, we talk about the national championship game, but um, one of the ones that I'm really intrigued by is Oklahoma State uh, playing Notre Dame in the in the Fiesta Bowl. Obviously, uh, Freeman taking over as a coach in old Notre Dame. And if you've watched any of those videos and, and some of his speeches, uh, you know, from a from a Chicago guy, uh, Notre Dame fan, you kind of get some right. goosebumps in, in watching the way he speaks about the program. And um, Oklahoma State, obviously a very capable Big 12 team uh, going to lose their uh, defensive coordinator who's taking a job elsewhere um, so we'll see what they're able to, to come but uh, Notre Dame kind of a feels like a short field goal favorite in that game. Um, talk about the, the Las Vegas Bowl right. um, with uh, Arizona State uh, coming here to play Wisconsin, another uh, Big Wisconsin Ten team. Wisconsin travels really well, too, so my guess is you're going to see a large contingent of Badger fans here for that game. Yeah, the team that in Wisconsin that really struggled uh, kind of the beginning of the season, and um, Mertz and that offense were find, able to find their way late in the season, and kind of the opposite for Arizona State, a team that played really, really well um, throughout the beginning part of the season and kind of had a little bit of a downplay near the end of the season and Jaden Daniels, their electric quarterback, has announced that he's going to come back and play another year at Arizona State. Uh, so maybe that gives them some confidence to, to build up in a bowl game here. But again, it should be an exciting game. So I think it's that Thursday, December 30th, if you've got right, a chance yep. to get your tickets and, and get out to the Las Vegas Bowl and uh, be able to watch some high-level college football um, at Allegiant Stadium. I think one of the key things about the Bulls, too, and you touched on it a little bit with Freeman taking over at Notre Dame, is all the coaching changes and the, the marquee players that aren't going to play. We know that Kenny Pickett's not going to play for Pitt. Thibodeau's not going to play for Oregon. Oregon and Oklahoma are playing each other. Both have coaching changes. So I think that's something to kind of factor in and look at, too, when you look at all these bowls, that there's going to be a lot of these big players that potentially opt out. And what's the impact of some of these coaching changes? We've seen some line moves with those as well. Yeah, um, in particular was uh, the Nevada versus Western Michigan. We saw um, Nevada open up uh, almost over a touchdown favorite. Um, Their coach announced that he was leaving and and kind of questioned whether Carson Strong, um, the the incredible quarterback for Nevada will play in that game. And so that game's actually gone to Western right. Michigan being yep. a favorite. So a, a monster line move there. And, you know, over these next two weeks, you're going to see all kinds of storylines and unfortunately players that um, are ruled academically ineligible or find themselves in trouble over the next two weeks or even more coaching changes. So uh, one of the more difficult things is uh, this kind of week Opting and a half. out, too, is a big Week thing, and a half, yep. three weeks uh, of bowl games. There's a lot of stuff right. that's going on. So it's um, important to get the information, pay attention to what's going on in social media and and use that as a handicapping tool um, to make sure to pick the bowl season. The other thing from a bowl standpoint is, you know, go do some homework. Um, there's a lot of handicapping right. um, strategies that can be done trends, by looking, at, looking right, at how yeah. conferences have fared in bowl games, you know, how the how the MAC has played over years, how the Big Ten um, has played over the years. Um, this isn't, uh, you know, when you start to get conference versus conference, you, you think that this team's the better team, but, you know, playing in a conference, we talk about, you know, the Oklahomas and Texas are, are excellent Big 12 teams but as they make their move to the SEC in 2023 you know what will they do in, right. in, in SEC play so uh, take a look at some of those conference matchups you might be able to find um, something that you like uh, in, a, in a particular matchup so that's the good it's uh, you know let's go bowling that, that that's the good the bad is for me it's 
it's scoring in pro football. I mean, we, we saw last year, you know, record scoring. We've seen um, changes in the rules that there seems like there's pass interference called on every deep ball. You can't really hit the quarterback. Uh, no, um, you know, horse collar tackles, um, you know, the helmet to helmet. There's so many things that, that kind of favor the offensive teams. And again, with no fans last year, we saw so much scoring. Yet this year, if you look at from day one through week 13, Unders have been hitting at a 57% clip. And if you go the last 30 days, unders are at a 62% clip. So if you love scoring, there just isn't a lot of that going on in pro football right now. Well, I think, again, it comes down to, I don't, I don't know whether you want to call it parity or mediocrity. There, there are several teams. There's a lot in, of bad teams. There's, yeah, that, that are in today's game that are just, we talk about, bet against the Jets the Lions, the Texans. There, there's a lot of bad football teams out there. The Bears and the even Jags, some of the, the, even some of the teams offensively they can't generate middle anything. of the road teams that are are dead under teams. We talk about Washington. You talk about the Giants. Talk about Seattle. These are teams that you know are somewhat decent football teams that play a, lo- a lot of low scoring games. And you know, watching games last week, we we were commenting early um, Sunday, probably about eleven o'clock, that we'd already seen like five extra points um, missed, being missed right. uh, on right. touchdowns. So um, all that stuff is leading to the, to the lower scoring portion. I mean, of the even, game. you know, Carolina, Atlanta, the Saints, all Denver, all Detroit, all teams that just you look at the last month, every game they've played has been under they're just not generating points right now you know and you you talk about the other aspect of it and it and, it, and it's hard from a standpoint of of bookmaking and and cheering for games but um there's no doubt that the officiating um has a lot to do with why these games are staying under you talk about um the the pass interference calls that are being called and i'm sure there's a whole other side of the fence that are the pass interference calls that aren't being called you know we had the one late in that raider game this this past week um where uh, i think it was zay jones that was running his jersey was being pulled and there was no call and it was again that that went our way of the book but i'm sure there's a lot of people that said you know that was a pass interference call so each week again it's it's uh what's pass interference what's not pass interference we watch the Saints game cheering like crazy for the Saints, and so we're getting holding calls that are would bringing touchdowns. Would you want pass interference to be reviewable? I think everything should be reviewable. Again, I'm not in any hurry to get the game. I'm watching football right. from 10 o'clock till 7 o'clock at night on Sunday, right. so it's not important for me that a game only takes two and a half hours or three hours. If the game takes three and a half hours or four hours, I don't care. Get the calls get right, right yep. so that we can, you know, from a betting standpoint and a, and a, and a fairness standpoint, everything's on the, the, the way it should be. It's 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 t- too tough to watch these games and, and have right. questionable calls. I mean, we, we can go back weeks and weeks and weeks and Absolutely. pick out games of right. of where did this call come from? Why was this called? And, and just uh, it's, a, it's a harder part of the game, and it's a, it makes the game even more unexpected because the officials at some point in time are going to make a, a key call here or there that's going to go your way or not go your way yeah it's just amazing at the at the lack of scoring or the, the amount of unders that we've seen so far so we've touched on the good we've touched on the bad and now it's the ugly and we're going to kind of skip to a different league right now it's the uh, association where there just happens to be a kind of an ugly team in the association. yeah there's uh, there's a lot of ugly teams in the in the association and i at the beginning of the year i, I felt bad for the orlando magic <laughs> I, I looked at that roster and the over-under projection wins on he them. He felt bad for yeah, I, I, the, the, the From or, the bookmaking side of it. The, the Orlando Magic <laughs> were going to have a, right. a hard time going and, and winning games and staying competitive. And um, they find themselves, at, I think they're 5-21 they're and 21 this year. But uh, a team that had the, the number one pick and uh, uh, Detroit Pistons currently on a 10-game losing streak. Their record is 4-20. and 20. Um, 
you know, they've had a couple competitive games. They find themselves going into overtimes and, and losing games there. Uh, but all too often they find themselves with leads that they just absolutely collapse in the fourth quarters. It's like, um, it's, I almost measure it to UConn football or UMass football, <laughs> that uh, they're, they're just so bad that teams, you know, coddle them or play through the first half and, and through the third quarter and then just absolutely say, okay, well, let's go win this game now. But, uh, you know, let's uh, find a way for the Detroit. <laughs> How do you really feel about Detroit? <laughs> it's just, you know, all, all too often we're, pit, we're, we're cheering for bad teams. We're right, cheering yep. for the teams that are the underdogs. Teaser, you know, talks to me about this, barks at me barks about at this you. <laughs> all the time. That, you know, we need these bad teams uh, to play well. And so the Magic and the Pelicans and the, and the Pistons, these are teams that we're constantly rooting for. And unfortunately, they, they make me and then have to watch the games. So I've had to watch a lot of Detroit Piston games and um, they're they're pathetic. Uh, they, they've got to find a way to Start uh, barking, stay in these games a little bit further. So my ugly goes out to the Detroit Pistons, um, and and let's uh, let's pick it up, Detroit. All right. So you've heard our good, bad, and the, <laughs> the ugly on <laughs> the Pistons, but uh, we always enjoy being here with you guys. And again, get signed up for SDN Sports. We know that it's a uh, such a busy time of year for everybody, and so many things going on. It's just great with all the bowl games that are going to happen, and hockey, and and basketball, and football. There's just a lot of cool stuff going on right now. UFC, get signed up for SDN Sports, up to a hundred dollar bonus, the cool cap, SDN Sports cap, and uh, you know, will be a, a lot going on. So we'll L- see you guys. A lot of, lot of funding options uh, yep. oh, on, yeah. on the SDN yep. Sports app. Whether it's Pay Near Me, Play Play Plus, Global Payments, a lot of different ways to get your money in and out on the app. So don't have to come down to the book. So check out some of those funding options and the kiosks. You know, skip the line. If you come in and it's busy, you can use the kiosk to make a deposit and wager on as well. So we'll see you guys next week on another segment of the Sports Bookmaking Podcast. Bookends. He's Jason. This is our buddy Teaser. We'll see how loud he is or isn't barking this weekend. I'm Chuck. You guys have a great week. Thanks.